I'm Kathy. And I'm John Paul. And everything you're about to hear is on a strictly don't-need-to-know basis. But just maybe, this week's episode might make you go... What? Or... <laughs> Journalism, all right? Or, if we've done our job right, you might just go... I should definitely have CCTV. So break out in a cold sweat. And find your compass. Because this time, we're heading north. <laughs> so exciting it's very interesting is this gonna be like a podcast maybe it's an audio diary don't need to know oh this is a great program (laughs) here we are again buddy old friend old pal old chum oh old old two friends in a in a mug of red wine and and am i loving it (laughs) i am i am um kathy today i've got some interesting stuff for you about hermit that's exciting. Yes, the people who have beards, not the crabs. Not the crabs. <laughs> yeah, it, you have to have a beard to be a hermit. I actually learned this. So there's no lady hermits. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! My true are colors bearded, are showing. Are they bearded ladies? <laughs> I think the thing is, I was actually trying to think about that. Well, not that exactly. <laughs> what I was you trying didn't to think cross about. Cross your mind for a second. <laughs> what I was trying to think about was like, why are all hermits have beards? I'm like, is it like an aesthetic thing? Then I was like, oh no, they just don't shave. <laughs> yeah, it's because they live in caves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> caves. Oh, the good thing we're gonna we're gonna change some of your perceptions here about yeah, hermits. Yeah, I'm clearly very. They don't all live in caves. There's many places you could live in the woods. Okay. No. Well, you just tell me then. Okay. Yeah. So first, <laughs> there's a fun word for um what it like it's. Ermitism, ermitism, ermitism is to like to oh, live as a hermit. Of, yeah. yeah, yeah, but there's no H. It's just with an E. Ermitism. Uh, ermitism, <laughs> which is very fun, and I like that they just removed the H because they wanted it to sound like kind of more pretentious. Ermit. ermit. <laughs> I'm Ermit the Frog. <laughs> little joke. Uh, a little joke there for all Muppets just to, fans. <laughs> just to warm us up. Um, okay, so first there's this website called Hermitary. Um, okay. Which is a blog for hermits, right? <laughs> Okay, I, again, this maybe is my prejudice showing. Mm-hmm. If you're a hermit, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't be on the internet, right? Right. This is this is a great, <laughs> great first point. Great first point. But maybe you just don't really understand modern hermits. Yeah. How do? Yeah. Good question. How do hermits adapt in the modern age? The modern age. Um. Well, so basically, I I found I found this from a link from a website that was just a series of links about. It was called. A little list of links on solitude, simplicity, and self-discipline. And it was like a really old HTML website. They just had nice. a few different links and descriptions. And they were like, I'm going to keep this brief, as you can see from the name of the website. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So it led me to this hermitary thing, which is actually like a real bona fide thing. And it's run by this dude who's really into um, Eastern hermitism. Because he's in, he, he likes a lot of hermits are religious. So the, the main yeah. Re- yeah, yeah, reason yeah, yeah. people will be hermits is religious. So it's kind of boring. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's kind of that's not the interesting part. It's like a lot of people when they're really religious, if they're like a monk or something, they like want to go off and just like commune with God, which like yeah. makes sense, right? Um, I'm going to be talking about people who did not do that. Okay, okay, um, I'm ready. Okay, yeah. So okay, ready for some crazy hermit stories? I'm. Every day. Okay, great. <laughs> one a day. We're going to just do actually one a day. I need one a day. Okay. Um... Crazy hermit stories. So this first one is actually kind of tragic. So uh, during the Vietnam War, this guy, Ho Van Than, um, 
a mine exploded, killing his wife and two of his sons. In Vietnam. In Vietnam. Okay. During the Vietnam War. Um, when and, was it? Uh, 1970s. No, was, said, oh. During the Vietnam War. It's fine. Okay. I said it so many times. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, that was another little joke for me, but it didn't allow Failed little joke. Just for you. It's <laughs> just for me. Uh, I thought you were trying to quiz me whether or not I knew, like, American... When, when like, was it? Like, basic American history. Day of the week. Which I don't know. <laughs> um, but, so, Ho Van Than um, was 42 years old when this happened, and he basically ran away with his two-year-old son, um, his, his remaining son, and then hid for 40 years without being discovered it, because he thought the Vietnam War was still happening. Shit, I was going to say, because the war didn't allow... It was a long war. It wasn't 40 years long. But it long. wasn't 40 yeah, years. Yeah, so he was hiding for that long because they were scared of being discovered, which, like, makes sense, but, like, that's, yeah, like, a yeah, long... Yeah. But then they kind of just set up, like, a routine, so they, they planted corn, they did a whole bunch of stuff, and they kind of lived, they made this, like, cool, like, makeshift treehouse thing. Um, uh, yeah, so, I mean... So so they lived just, like, in the jungle? Yeah, exactly. Uh, until then, they were, but th- then basically, once they were found, they got like reintegrated. They're trying to reintegrate to society, into society. Um, how old do you know how old the kid was when it happened? The, the kid was two, so now he's 42, and his dad is 82. Isn't that That's, crazy? Because for the dad, I guess reintegrating would be hard but okay but like if you've grown up not socializing only knowing people, one person that's ins- is he do you know anything about no him? no no i don't i don't know that much <laughs> that's no that's okay that's okay but that that's <laughs> that isn't that really wow. interesting like imagine only knowing one person from the age of two to 42 and it's your and dad it's also your dad <laughs> Right, and if you don't have it's a good relationship with your, your dad, dad yeah. it sounds like a bad sitcom, like like a yeah. bad concept sitcom. It's like, it's just a guy and his dad <laughs> for 40 years in a jungle. And it's like, oh, dad. And the hijinks they get up to I... while trying to avoid capture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, okay, so this is kind of a similar story. Um, so Hiro Onoda um, was this Japanese soldier in the Philippines. Um, and so... This is during World War II. Um, and so he thought that the war never ended. And so th- they had, like, all of these soldiers, like, planted in in the trees who were, like, supposed to continue the war. Um, and they were supposed to do this until they got word from their commanding officer to stop. Um, but basically they never got word from their commanding officer. But there was right. tons of newspapers that said, like, the war is over. But they thought that it was, like, propaganda. Oh, oh my God, yeah. And so, like, over time, the rest of them died. And then one um guy like kind of just kind of gave up and left but then this guy just kind of stuck it out until 1974 so from 1945 That's, to 1974 a long time um and during this time he was killing people like he was wait what fighting oh, was, the war on behalf of japan killing? filipinos oh 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 sorry so he was Jap- he was japanese he did, he did say yes. that he was japanese and was put in the philippines he was in the philippines and was just terrorizing like killing people was it, was it like a mysterious thing were people like what, what's um, again, happening to these people again i don't really know because that would be quite weird if it was like don't go into this part of the forest you might get murdered and i bet they had like a myth about it and yep. it just turned out it was just a oh just wait die from the war oh you don't want to go into the forest at night oh no you don't want to be doing that in this part of this neck of the woods oh there's a big old man in there and he's been there for years or he's not a man some people say the man part man part bastard if you ask me i i, I bet he's like a like a big uh like a bat a bat a bat monster that it, it eats it eats the people my mom 
told me that there's a big man in the forest and he likes to eat children's toenails, so I can't go into the forest on my own. Well, I heard that it's a giant Tamagotchi that hasn't been fed in years, and it is so hungry. Some people say he's got the claws of a tiger and the eyes of a small naked mole rat. Some people say he's got the sense of smell of a keen beagle and the foot shape of a newborn gazelle. Yes, I'm wise man Jacob and I'm almost certain that the thing in the woods is a giant rubber eraser that is trying to snuff out the mistake that is humanity. One time I went into the forest and I saw him. I saw him for myself. He's actually very kind. He's got he's got big big brown eyes and a and a fluffy beard and he gave me sweets and I don't remember what happened next, but I woke up safe and sound in a cave with none of my clothes. I think that my monster in the woods is really the monster inside me. If that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah, a backpacker, like a Japanese backpacker found him in nineteen seventy four and was like, No, dude, the war definitely ended. And the guy didn't believe him, so he's like, okay, I'm going to go find your commanding officer. Found his commanding officer, and then they had, like, a sit-down face-to-face, and was like, the war is over. And then it was, like, this I huge bet, sigh of relief. I bet he felt really bad. So you imagine if it was, like, um, you forgot to tell this guy that the war was over, and it's been, like, 40 years, and, right. and he's been killing people this whole time. You would be like, oh, my God. He just, like, I slipped knew, his mind. I forgot <laughs> something. He was, like, waking up, he's like, uh, okay, eggs, milk, um... <laughs> Tell this guy the war's over. Yeah. What? Uh, but apparently, I think this. Uh, apparently, what happened is that they tried to contact them, but like they have no way of contacting. They're in the them. trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no way to contacting. But then the Japanese government like pardoned him for all these crimes. But I don't feel like it's their thing. No, I don't I feel it's... like it's their thing to pardon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's fine that you killed all these people in the Philippines. That's not how it works. Yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like the, Definitely the Philippines laws. government yeah. should. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Should get to prosecute that. Um, but then apparently he tried to reintegrate to society, but like kind of. Always was kind of a hermit, and then he moved to Brazil and started a ranch. Oh, I mean that's a happy that's, ending. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, good for him, but not the people he killed. <laughs> yeah. How many? Like a lot of people. Did he uh, kill it it really people? did not say. Wow. Yeah. Unclear. Also, by the way, um, these these crazy hermit stories are coming from this website oddy.com. <laughs> Which is not to say that they're not legit. That sounds like a non-legit website, but each one of them is sourced and then has individual sources that, from like real sources. Um, o d d e e. Oh, Oddy. Yeah, that does sound non-legit. Yeah, no, <laughs> that sounds like a real fake. Also, it's oddycom slash item underscore nine eight seven zero six. Oh, they're not even like ASPX. No, they're not, just like okay. not even a. Name no, I is. believe them, but hey, they've not wasted any time. No, exactly. They just got right to it. In fact, it's an amazing. I would recommend reading the rest of them. Some of the ones I didn't pick because they're just kind of too tragic. But okay, these I'm, are the less tragic ones. Good, but also sad. Yeah, that yeah. These are the less tragic ones. Um. Okay. So, in Brazil, this guy moved to Brazil, right? So there's another thing that happened in Brazil. Um, Good Brazilian segue. officials. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of content you can expect. Um, Brazilian officials found a guy. Um. Pretty much he was the last person in his tribe, like, in the rainforest, okay. um, who was living by himself. And they were trying to, like, basically de- deforestation and, like, logging was approaching him. And they were trying to, like, contact him and be like, yo, you're not going to live here anymore. Oh, yeah, we're about to destroy our home. We're about to destroy yeah, your yeah, yeah, home, yeah, yeah. Nice. you know, classic. Um, but when they tried to do that, he shot an arrow into the chest of a worker who was trying to come and get him. 
So then they were like, okay, maybe the, like this dude's yeah. hostile. So what they decided to do... I also like... Which is fair. Gonna, you're yeah. going to bulldoze his house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe the arrow was a bit much. Yeah. Well, also he like, I see both never, sides. Yeah. <laughs> really, it's a bipartisan issue. Um, so, but then what they did is they just gave him a 30-mile radius... And just let him live in this part of the jungle. Wait, and they did it for us. Maybe it was three, <laughs> but I am pretty sure it was thirty. Unless I typed an accidental zero, I'm John Paul was check right. Later, it is I'm thirty like, miles. Yeah. Bloody good for him. Like, eh? Pretend if it's thirty. Did, if they did, that's. I mean, even three miles is quite a lot of space. I mean, good. Yeah. Considering as a Londoner <laughs> that I live in, I don't even want to know how. <laughs> just. And just uh, fully stained. <laughs> Don't worry, these pants. I just bought a new pair of pants today. You I bought them fully... today? No, no, not these ones. Oh. <laughs> I just fully poured red wine He's over. Just poured red wine onto his pale green trousers. Pale green jeans. Weirdly, <sighs> it's not gonna... red. It's not come out red. I think it's just because it's wet, and it's definitely going to come out do red you, later. Do you need to pause to sort this out? Um, sure. Let's pause. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Mm. Paul has scrubbed his trousers. Yeah. I sprayed them with some spray. Are you okay? Do you need like a sippy cup? Uh, yeah, that'd be great, <laughs> actually. If I could get one of those Gatorade bottles, you know the ones where you twist the top and then you can like squirt it from really far away? <laughs> that would definitely, you'd stain your top then. <laughs> a lot, one. a lot more. Back to business. Okay. Um, oh, this this last one is, um, oh, this is just like a, fam- like a famous famous hermit guy was um, Christopher McCandles, who Into the Wild, the film Into the Wild. Oh, of course, Popularized yeah. in that film. I was going to say, I don't know any famous hermits, but I do. Right, that's, like, that's like the most famous the one mo- in, he, like... He made it big. Popular culture. I don't want to spoil the film. Um, okay. But uh, he dies. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he dies. Well, I think you have spoiled the film. You, I have spoiled the film, you're right. But if you haven't seen Into the Wild with Emile Hirsch yet, I don't know what you've been doing for the past ten years. So, oh my God! Did I just spoil the film for you? Yes. <laughs> no, but clearly you knew that he died, right? Because that's the whole thing. I, I I've never thought about know. it before. Oh my God! I'm actually really embarrassed because I thought it would be like a fun thing. Oh, you'd never heard about it before? Well, uh, sort that's, of. That's that's the entire story. <laughs> no, but that's not the interesting part. Like that's not a spoiler. Okay. It's not a spoiler right. because that's how the film happened. Like that's the true story. Right, right. So everyone who saw the film knew that that was... Yeah, that's like how right. it's, it's like, how Maybe did this Maybe I'm guy... the hermit, because yeah. I've not seen that. Film. What, do you live under a rock? What, are you, Patrick? Okay. Um... <laughs> the main event. All right, so now we're into the main event. I'm very excited. The main event. So um, the main event is based on uh, a book by Michael Finkel. Um, and Good name. It's actually amazing. But... Um, but I mainly read this article that published in GQ called The Last True Hermit. Um, and he later went on and read a book about it that just came out this year, actually. Hmm. Um, the Last True Hermit by Michael Finkel. Okay. Um, so in this small town in Maine, North Pond, um, so way up north, really, really cold place, um, a lot of people's cabins were just being broken into consistently over the course of like 20 or so years and just every like everyone was like okay there's got to be this guy there's got to be someone breaking into all this thing so they dubbed this guy the north pond hermit and um they're like we know he must live around here um because people just started noticing things missing 
And the really scary thing is that, like, no one could catch him. He was doing, like, hundreds and hundreds of break-ins. What did he steal? Like, food? So he would steal food. Yeah, it wasn't, like, stealing valuables. It was, like, things to survive. So, like, stealing propane, mainly, like, propane gas tanks, mainly food and, like, entertainment and, like, a tent and a sleeping bag. He stole, like, a a whole um, wire, like, frame for a bed from a camp, from, like, a kid's camp. Um, hey, mister, that's my bed. Not today, Sonny Jim. Oh. Um, yeah, so all these things were going missing, but, like, there would be nothing untouched, like, else in the house. Like, everything would just be, like, very... It's just a really good job. This, <laughs> this guy yeah. would keep doing these really good jobs. And so people's sense of security was just, like, completely fucked for, like, 25 yeah, yeah. years, which is, like, really scary. Um, and so basically then this um, sheriff, he was like, I'm going to catch this person after a long, long time. And so installed this, like, really expensive security system. And then, but eventually caught this guy Mm -hmm. red-handed. So this guy's name is Christopher Thomas Knight. He was born in 1965. Um, And when he was apprehended, he had been living in the woods for 27 years. And he had, the only thing he had said to anyone in that time was that he passed one hiker. And he said hi to the hiker. And so he had not spoken to anyone in 27 years. Oh, my God. Come on, Christopher, now's your moment. Oh, my God, there's someone coming. Okay, okay, okay. What could you say? Um, You could say, uh, oh, my God, you could ask them all, all about politics and what's happening in the world. What about technology? What's ha- what are they computer? I bet there's computers everywhere. I bet they run the world. Okay, this is it. This is your moment. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <coughs> Hi. No, tits. And so he went into the woods when he was 20 years old. So he's 47 when they find him. And his plan was to live the rest of his life in... So he, this was like a, he decided he was, he went to the woods and he was like, I'm going to live as a hermit. Yes. When he was 20. When he was 20 years old. What happened to him? Yeah. So, um, so he, he did more than 40 robberies a year for 27 years. So that's over a thousand robberies that he like, that he, that he committed and he's guilty of. And he said that he committed. Um, and so it was just one of those kind of crazy time capsule things like Rip Van Winkle where, um, he, he they try to ask him like when did you go and he's like oh well when did like around when chernobyl happened like that's the last thing like i remember was like chernobyl happening wow um and which is in 1986 um and so he only slept in a tent and he never lit a fire because he didn't want smoke to give away his camp because he was actually camping like really close to people's houses yeah yeah I guess um just like in plain stuff. Yeah, yeah. in plain sight um he had never he hadn't made a phone call in that whole time he hadn't spent any money um he didn't know if his parents were alive he had never seen the internet before that is the kind of thing where i would love to be there when they like showed him the modern world yeah 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 because i feel like that would be if when they were like okay you can just call people wherever you are and look up all information yeah it's instantly it's it it was kind of it's just kind of an insane thing because also so okay so he wasn't completely clued out of pop culture um because he he got like a small radio and then he would listen to – so he would actually listen to TV shows on the radio. So which is – this is actually confusing. Can you do that? Yeah. Um, you can, like, turn into a certain frequency. I don't know how exactly to do oh. it. But he called it theater of the mind because he would just listen to these TV shows and he just, like, imagine what's happening. That must be kind of fun. Yeah. It seems like it would be a fun exercise. And he said that everybody loves Raymond was his favorite. That is a very – Honestly – 
of all the shows. Ray Romano must be so stoked about hearing this. A hermit <laughs> fucking loves him. He didn't even have to see Ray Romano. He just heard Ray Romano. And he's like, I fucking love Ray Romano. Maybe it translates really well into audio. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's the best audio medium. You know what I mean? Like, what if that's actually, like, statistic? <laughs> that's like, the pinnacle. That's the creme de la creme. Yeah, like, it, it actually just is, like, um, objectively the best TV show if you just listen to it. Yeah. We wouldn't know. I, no. <laughs> I feel like it's the kind of thing I've seen like four episodes of because it was on after school or whatever, but... Yeah, I, I think I saw... I think I've seen like fits and starts. I've, I've seen like the fourth through the sixth minute like a many, many times of that mm. kind of show. You know what I mean? Like the kind of like, this is the problem of the sitcom. You know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the main story. <laughs> See what I did there? It's, uh, it's main. <laughs> so Maine notoriously has like terrible winter. So when people heard about this, they're like, it's impossible. Like, it's impossible for him to have survived 27 winters, like, mm. without lighting a fire. Like, that's insane. So what he did is he would go to bed at 7.30 at night and then wake up at 2 in the morning when it's the coldest. Because he said if you slept through the night, you would, um, your condensation in your sleeping bag would freeze and then you would freeze to death. You'd die. Oh, my God. So then he would um, wake up at 2 in the morning and then, like, run around his camp and, like, keep his body levels up and then, like, try to oh make himself God. food and stuff. But it just seems absolutely insane. And he just had a crazy diet such that all of his teeth pretty much rotted out because he was just stealing, like, marshmallows and, like, random-ass food from these people's That's places. Weird. And, um, he was yeah. He eating, like, a 20-year-old for his whole life. Yeah. He would fatten up for winter. Like, he had to do that in order to not die. And so he would gorge himself on sugar and alcohol. He said, it's the quickest way to gain weight, and I like the inebriation. So he just got fucked up in the forest by himself. <laughs> yeah. So he just eat, like, tons of sugar, like, like a, his mouth full of marshmallows and, like, booze. <laughs> like, drinking fucked tons up, of booze. Just in the... That's so... Yeah. I bet he, like, drunk robbed people as well. Like, 100%. Yeah. If that's, like, one of the only things he's doing. Yes, I'm gonna steal some stuff tonight. I'm coming in your window. Sticking your... <laughs> Christopher, shh. Okay, I'm gonna get some food, some snacks, some rich. I'm gonna get some fucking yards. I'm so good at And also, like, and that's why all of his teeth rot out. He was just drinking, he was just eating sugar and drinking. Like, <laughs> and, and this <laughs> is actually. ideal. This is actually, like, really smart preparation that I did not think of. Um, he would grow his beard to an ideal length, about an inch, and then just long enough to insulate his face, but not long enough to prevent, uh, not long enough to have ice build up. So it's oh. just the perfect length. Wow. Which I had never thought about. He, the thing is interesting because this is just so animalistic. Like, yeah. to be thinking about, to be that aware of like how your body interacts with the environment. We are so removed from that. Like, yeah. we're so, so removed from like how our bodies like need to be and like what we would need to do. Yeah. Like physically, how we need to change our physicality yeah, yeah. to survive. In some ways that, yeah, it's really cool. Wait, so do you know what happened, like, with his family and his childhood and stuff? Like, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, so basically, Michael Finkel, like, he gets really interested in this guy, and then he, this guy's not talking to any reporters, and so then he sends him a letter, and then he kind of responds. Um, but w what he finds out is, like, nothing that remarkable happened. Basically, he was a smart kid in high school, didn't have that many friends. Um, his parents are very private people, so there's not that much information there, but he just kind of... He had a job, so an important thing is that he had a job as a um, security, like someone who installed security systems. 
oh. nine months before he left. So like he knows everything about security systems, which enabled him to break into all these houses. And he knew where all the security systems were in the whole town. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because it, right, it's like small town America, yeah. right? Yeah. That's so weird. I kind of imagine that it's the the opposite of leaving a small town to go to a big city. It's like yeah, leaving a small town to just to go to nowhere to yeah. just be done with it. Oh, so another thing that's kind of crazy is that, like, a lot of people, or, like, other ideas of hermits is, like, oh, you're going to go there and you're going to, like, write a journal, right? And then you're going to be, like, be just, dis- like, well, you're going to be like, this. Or, like, get enlightenment. That's yeah, what gonna... I think of. I think of hermits as, like, Buddha. Yeah, right. And just, like, exactly. sitting and, and that's, thinking. Yeah, but he never kept a journal. He never took a photo. North Pond Rumors. Yeah, I heard that the North Pond hermit never sat down for 27 years. I heard that he never went to church, like, not even on Christmas for, like, the whole time that he was there. So, I heard, and this is going to sound crazy, that the North Pond Hermit only masturbated once a day. I mean, like, what else does a guy have to do? Oh my gosh, I heard he never even, like, checked his email one time, and um, I don't want to freak anyone out, but he never even had a Facebook account. Oh, Okay, well, that's cool. But I heard that the North Pond Hermit ate straw for his whole time there. I heard that he didn't brush his teeth the whole time. Just such a long time to not brush your teeth. Like, oh my gosh, think about the plaque. Also, he never sat down, nor did he ever poop standing up. He also didn't do a single headstand the entire time he was there, which, let's just be clear, that is crazy. And kind of just was living, and it just seems kind of insane because it just, it wasn't like easy living, it was like really difficult living, but I guess that would occupy all your time in the winters, like trying to stay yeah, alive. It is fascinating though, because you can't help, I think, but be like, yeah, why? What's the point? If he if he was, you know, living in like a nice house before, he yeah. grew up in like what sounds like a relatively Yeah, it wasn't it didn't seem bad. Nice, like to give all of that up. Yeah. And just live in the wild. And so another thing that's crazy is that he never slept in a tent before he did it for 27 years. <laughs> so that's and that's just kind of a it's, crazy thing yeah, to do. Yeah, it's not even like he loved camping. Right. No, no, no. It's like he had never done it before. Never camped a day in his life. And then he thinks he can do it for 27 years? What does he know about it? I've camped inside of a wrinkle. I've put all of my belongings in a thimble, and that's how I got through. One time, I became somebody's shadow. Leave no trace. That's what I say. This man is a charlatan. He's a fake. And what kind of parents never took this boy camping? I mean, if that's not sadism, I don't know what is. I mean, there's just so many things that, like, if you did a parallel, it'd just be nuts. Like, you can't do that. I really, really firmly believe that, like, something happened. Like, I I just think this is so... I don't know, maybe, but maybe I just want to believe that. Maybe it just makes me uncomfortable. Well, it makes more, it makes much more sense in terms of yeah, because it makes narrative sense. Like it would yeah. make a better movie. Yeah, but also just I feel like it's such a drastic thing to like he like he had a family and yeah, like yeah. he was at high school and then left like. Well, because it scares us. It, it's scary. It's scary to think that that would be yeah. Yeah, crazy. This is what Finkel wrote. 
he had no interest in advertising himself to the outside world. But then I think the thing that's so ironic is that, like, then this guy, Michael Finkel, is, like, interviewing him and publishing stories about him and then writes an entire book about this guy's life who has no interest in yeah. broadcasting this, which just reminded me so much of Serial yeah, in terms yeah. of it's just, like, why it's, like, this thing is, like, just this kind of manipulation where it's, like, we just really, really want this story. It's different than from Serial in that from Serial, like, it's generating this... Um, it's hopefully gonna could exonerate him right that's the mm-hmm. idea but like this is just kind of like he doesn't want his story to be shared he had no interest in sharing his story but now this guy's just kind of like we just want to know what happened to this hermit so we're gonna make yeah. this whole thing about it no i yeah. do i do think that it is one of the the kind of problems that i have with journalism to a certain extent last time on serial and as tyler described to me the way that he was going to maim all of his neighbors i thought this really needs to be on national radio because what Tyler needs is more legal troubles. And guess what? After I released the podcast, he did receive way more legal troubles just because I published it. And that's what we're really all about here. So I spoke to one of the people who was there firsthand, and this is what he said. Quote, I do not know what happened. That's Tom Harrison. I met Tom in a Buffalo Wild Wings when he collided with me and his hot and spicy sauce went everywhere. And I said, oh, my Adnan. And he said, you know Adnan Syed? And I said, yes. How do you know him? And he said, Adnan Syed is my mother. And in that moment, I just felt this whole case crack open. So I was just wondering, like, how do you feel about that? I don't know. I guess I'm just, like, wondering, like, how awful that must have felt, you know? Like, do you, do you, do you regret it? Here, I did get a little pushy with him. Yeah, okay, no, but, like, what are you saying? Like, what are you actually saying? Mm. No, I get that. After this call, where they said exactly what I wanted them to say, I really rethought absolutely nothing about the case. Next time on Serial. Also, what he did is that he, he wrote letters, and the guy stopped responding to his letters, so he just went to the jail and surprised him at the jail and then kind of like forced him to have this conversation well this is the way he put it which was completely crazy i shouldn't have come he didn't want me here i didn't feel comfortable being here but the jail had granted me an hour visit and i resolved to stay oh well done oh yeah it's like oh good for you it's like he doesn't want you (laughs) it's like no one wants you to be there not even you (laughs) it's like basic consent it's like he didn't want you there he's forced to be there because he's in jail but you're going to be like, no, I'm just going to sit here for an hour and then... I've got an hour. I could leave, but I won't. <laughs> right. He's making it seem like that he just would rather leave, even though this is clearly like a big story for yeah, him. Yeah, it sounds like we're meant to be like, oh, that must have been real tough for you, but good thing you didn't waste the jail's time or whatever. Do you know, like, yeah, that's exactly. such a weird way of looking at it. Oh, this is something that I thought was really interesting. Um, so he like kind of didn't make eye contact with the reporter. Um, and what he said was, I'm not used to seeing people's faces. There's too much information there. Aren't you aware of it? Too much, too fast. Which is, like, so true. Like, there's so much information encoded in our faces. And it's, like, a, like if you're making eye contact with someone, like I'm doing right now with Kathy, like, there's a lot of things going on well, with her face. the thing. Like, eye contact, I don't have a huge issue with. But there are moments, especially I have found this starting work in the working world. Working woman. Working woman. Working woman. Um, obviously, with people you know well, it's not a problem. But with... Like, new people you don't know very well and you're trying to make a good impression and you have to, like, 
you know, it's like your superiors and you have to hold eye contact with them. Yeah. There's something like incredibly like uncomfortable and like quite intimate about it. Yeah. In yeah, a way yeah. that you're like, Ugh. yeah, that, that, well, that's the thing that he said. If you're not used to that. Jesus. Well, he also so said intense. like, he's also was just like, why? Like he, he, he thinks it's like too, in- well, that's basically what he said in one of his letters was he's like, letter writing is too personal. I don't want to do this with you. And, like, stop. Mm. Because it's, like, he hasn't talked to anyone in a long time. And, like, why would he be talking to this random reporter? Yeah. Um, There was, like, a Twitter account and a Facebook account, like, started for him that some people, like, thought was his. But, like, clearly it's not his. Obviously he's not on social um, media. <laughs> but it's really funny because the, the, the page for the North Pond... The page for the North Pond Hermit is so pathetic and, like, sad. And they, this post, like... We're almost at 2,000 likes. Help us get there. And then there's, like, a comment from a person, like, I do not believe this is Christopher. Like, Christopher would not do this. And it just reminds me of, like, I would make pages when I was, like, in seventh grade or whatever and be like, please help me get likes. Yeah, you know yeah. what I and mean? Yeah, that, that was the one aim of the page. Yeah, like, yeah. I have a Slinky Dog page that has more likes than this North Pond Hermit page. I, I think that's more a success of yours than I, it is. Yeah, but, I mean, Slinky Dog is a more popular just... icon than North Pond Hermit is. But it's just really funny that they're, like, trying to pose as, like, some of them are, like, related and the other ones are just like, hey, check this out. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. they're clearly just, like, 14-year-olds versions yeah. of you. Yeah, exactly. And and then the way the article ends is basically um, um, Chris saying... Um, or Finkel saying about Chris, the only reason he was talking to me now, he said, is because he was locked in jail and needed practice interacting with others. So he's just like using this journalist so that he can like. I thought I really rate that. I'm yeah, sorry. that's this so dope. This journalist is using you. You use him back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he said, "I'm not going to miss you at all." That was like the last thing he <laughs> said to him. But the thing, I'm sorry, if you've lived on your own for 25 years, you're yeah. not going to miss anybody. Yeah, like... yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, there we go. Happy and John Paul. We're doing a podcast. We did it. It's it's happened. It's Kathy and John John Paul. And I'm here. That was about half an hour of the things we said in the shed. We function on a strictly don't need to know basis. The thing that you didn't need to know, but now you know is Hermits. Hello everyone, Kathy here. Thanks again for listening. We hope you learned some weird stuff. Please do leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and go like us on Facebook, Don't Need to Know Podcast. And tell all your friends so we can grow a lovely family of people who know weird stuff. See you next time. Bye.